Welcome to another episode of Juggalos for Liberty, the home of libertarian, independent, and conservative juggalos who decided they don't want to be a part of the social justice warrior left and are looking for a place to talk and debate all things politics. My name is Alexander T. Roll, and remember, I'm not just a troll, I am the motherfucking troll. So this is the first show after a long break. I suffered horribly from allergies. I... I... I I know a couple of episodes I've had, I sound real stuffy, my, my nasal cavity was under pressure, I was leaking and dripping, and it was just a freaking horrible sight. So I finally pulled the trigger, and I went in to go see an allergen allergenist, and man, let me tell you, these tests are crazy. If you haven't been through one, they're pretty interesting. You lay on your stomach, they get to your back, and they have these little pinpricks of different kind of allergens, and they... they prick you probably about 16 different times and you have to sit there and wait for like 20 or 30 minutes to see which one gets swollen to determine what you are allergic to and it determined as, as the allergist has determined i'm allergic to almost every single freaking thing in my area i moved from the bay area to the valley so i guess i have acclimated myself to everything that's already in the bay area and when i moved to the valley boom i was fucked so now that I'm finally clearing up and I can breathe and I'm not dying, I'm going to get back to the shows and I hope you guys enjoy and stay tuned. James O'Keefe and the folks at Project Veritas on Monday confirmed what conservatives already knew. Google is actively working to ensure that Donald Trump does not get reelected. Project Veritas released its big tech report which focuses on how Google manipulates search results. It featured a Google insider that walks O'Keefe through documents and outlines how search engine results are manipulated by filtering out and de-emphasizing even factual information if it's denigrating to dem Democrats. Along with their tech report came a video that features the head of Google's responsible innovation team, Jen Janai, who is in charge of the implementation of their AI. In the video, she explains the idea behind Google's AI principles, stating, The reason we launched our AI principles is because people were not putting that line in the sand. That they were not saying what's fair and what's equitable, so we're like, well... We're a big company. We're going to say it, she says, adding, The people who voted for the current president do not agree with our definition of fairness. Yeah, and I would agree because that's probably because Google's idea of fairness is burying facts that aren't aligned with their ideology, you know, as the whistleblower has indicated and conservatives already knew. And this is with documentation, by the way. He has to prove it. Another clip shows her discussing Google's attempt to prevent another 2016. Elizabeth Warren is saying, like, we should break up Google, she says. And, like, I love her, but she's very misguided. Like, that will not make it better. It will make it worse because all these smaller companies who do not have the same resources that we do will be in charge with preventing the next Trump situation. It's like a small company cannot do that. So my question to you is 
since when was Google in charge of preventing another quote-unquote Trump situation? What What is a Trump situation? Trump was democratically elected. <clears throat> so she continues on saying, We all got screwed over in 2016. Again, it wasn't just us. It was the people got screwed over. The news media got screwed over. Like, everybody got screwed over. So we're rapidly been like, what happened there? And how do we prevent it from happening again? She says in another clip, We're also training our algorithms. Like, if 2016 happened again, would we have, uh, or, or would we have, would we, would the outcome be different? So, this should be concerning for all people, but, of course, it isn't. Leftists have turned a blind eye to their own fascism and authoritarianism, and, and anybody who's a conservative already knows that. Because the left can't beat their opponents with opposing ideas or views or policies, they have to silence people. That is why people roll their eyes when the left screams about Donald Trump, bashing the news media, or saying he's a threat to free speech. Because you people revel in it, and then think there won't be a consequence when you ignore your own double standards. Do people not care about their credibility anymore? Do they not care that they're shown to be hypocrites? <sighs> On Wednesday, the first round of the Democratic debates took place, and oh my god was it so fun and entertaining it's just like like watching paint dry and like and like and like watching the grass grow man elizabeth warren man she laced up her moccasins and emerged from her wigwam and put on one hell of a rain dance i mean i mean well in comparison of to everyone of course which was just which isn't really saying much but the pontificating of these issues was so cringy for example the moderator asked the candidates should the federal government be involved with gun control Elizabeth Warren started with, I met a little boy and a little girl who asked how I'm going to protect them. And Cory Spartacus Booker came in and said, I had a friend who was gunned down by an assault rifle. And Julian Castro, see my daughter in the crowd over there? You see her over there? Look at my kid. Like, like seriously, guys, it was gross. And I guess entertaining at the same time in some cases. Not one candidate could just give a straight answer. I mean, the need to pander and appeal to emotions was so blatantly obvious. What I took away from the first round was that there are still some center moderates in the Democrat Party who have been overlooked and ignored and pushed to the side just because they don't get the same buzz as some of the far-left progressives in their, in their base get. And then, and then came the Spanish speaking. And I think all the experts agree that Beto O'Rourke is ready for volume two of the Rosetta Stone. He is definitely that cringy dad trying to talk to the server at Taquerias. On Thursday, round two took place, and of course, of course, they attacked Biden because, well, he's the front runner. And, you know, Andrew Yang just, <laughs> he just kind of looked dumbfounded as he listened to everyone's answers. And of course, they're not going to give him the same kind of airtime as, you know, Cop, Coppola Harris or, uh, or, or Biden. Well, because Andrew Yang is a little bit more friendlier to the, to the right. Uh, at one point, as everyone was shouting over each other, Coppola Harris, I said Coppola, not Kamala. I know what I said, guys. Coppola Harris said, guys, guys, the people don't want to watch a food fight. They want to know how we're going to put food on their table, which I, I found kind of interesting since the government doesn't, government's job isn't to put food on your table, but to get out of the way so you can put food on your 
own table? Anyway, she later attacked Biden after saying, you know, she doesn't want a food fight um, on his stance against busing. Is is that still a thing? Boy, did she reach back into the history to dredge that one up. Biden unsuccessfully countered with, I was against the Department of Education doing it. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a, a sucky comeback, dude. Which, to his credit, is a stance that is hard to defend in a shouting match, but easy to use as an attack with one-liners. I think the main thing that I took away from this debate, both the first and second round, was that every single person on that stage raised their hand when asked if they, could su if they would support illegal immigrants being covered under a universal health care plan. That is wildly unpopular. That clip should be plastered all over the Republican strategist's office, and it should come back to haunt them until till the till the elections. Because, because, like I said, they're not going to be able to let that one down. On Tuesday, San Francisco officials ban the sale or distribution of e-cigarettes in the city unless they have FDA approval. Well, the the ban will take place next year, technically. The ban, which also affects some flavored tobacco products, adds to the restrictions that the city put in place on flavored e-cigarettes last year, already considered to be the strictest in the country. San Francisco was among the first cities to ban the sale of these items in the United States. It joins Beverly Hills, California, which passed a similar law earlier this month. While the Beverly Hills ban will be enacted in 2021, the San Francisco legislation could go into effect as early as next year. California as a whole has a history of leading the way on tobacco-related bans in 1998, it became the first state in the country to severely restrict indoor smoking in public places, though the law was initially met with resistance from smokers. Uh, the current San Francisco ban was proposed back in March uh, by six San Francisco supervisors who were concerned by the spike in underage vaping, reported by the FDA and CDC last year. Soon after the CDC's findings were announced, the Surgeon General declared youth vaping an epidemic. You know, the scary word of an epidemic. So, I myself am not a smoker. I hate the smell of smoke. I think vaping looks douchey. Uh, however, this is a perfect example of overregulation. Of course, it happens in San Francisco, where you can get free heroin needles and take a shit on the sidewalk after you're done shooting up. I hope every Democrat who vapes in San Francisco suffers from this. You people deserve this. California, in general, deserves everything it has coming, because you keep voting these people in! So, here is my assessment of the DNC candidates. The top three right now are Biden, Bernie, and Warren, in my opinion. Biden appeals to the center, but is hated by the progressive far left in their base. Bernie appeals to those same far-left progressives, but scares the center moderates. Warren is kind of somewhere in between the two, but kind of comes off as insincere and as a super pander bear. Maybe a Biden-Bernie ticket might be their best shot at defe defeating Trump, but I doubt Biden will weather the attacks from his own base. They're going to destroy him. It's not really looking too good for the DNC, and I think the, the winner out of these debates is really probably Republicans and, and Trump because they, this was not impressive at all. Well, that's this week in news. Have a safe and fun 4th of July. For all the leftists who were saying that Trump supporters can't celebrate Cinco de Mayo for whatever reason, I don't want to see you barbecuing or celebrating. I mean, 
Fair is fair, right? <laughs> Take care, y'all. Thank you.